1: Welcome to NASCAR America Mouse Steve LaTard here alongside Kyle Petty, Jeff Burton. We have a fun show today in store. It starts with the fans. Make sure you call in 1-844-NASCAR-NBC. Guest today. It was a doubleheader of racing, for those of you who don't know, and it started in Long Beach for IndyCar Mm. and IndyCar champ Alex Pelot will join the show today. We're going to hear from most of the playoff drivers in the Cup Series that took part in Las Vegas, including Team Hendrick, where it kind of went apart for them and their quest. And, guys, I guess we have to start and talk about Danny Hamlin. He wins Darlington, walk-off win in the first round. Then he wins Vegas, a walk-off win, first race of the second round. Yeah, I guess we have to. Is you, that what you, well, you don't have to, be here in the race. race. <laughs> yes, we did.
2: Because he's, he started both rounds uh, doing what he wants to do, sending a message. I'm here. I showed up at Darlington. I'm here for the first round. Hey, guess what, guys? I'm going to be here in the next round after this one. So I, it's... It's fascinating that we spent the first 26 races talking about, oh, my goodness, when's Denny going to win a race? Mm -hmm. Is he ever going to win a race? Do you think he'll win a race? And now here we are in the second round, and he's won his second race.
3: Well, what what I've been impressed with them is that through the not winning, uh, he and his crew chief, Chris Gavehart, they have consistently been calm. They've been, hey, we're doing the right things. We just haven't been able to close the deal. And they have openly talked about the things they need to be better at. And, you know, Kyle done this for a long time. You keep putting yourself in position, and ultimately those wins are going to come. And that's kind of what it felt like to me with Hamlin and this team, is that they weren't bad, they weren't slow, they weren't winning. But in Harvick, you know, the two that dominated last year, neither one were winning, but in two completely different ways. Like, Harvick doesn't doesn't run up front enough to get those wins. Hamlin was still running up front. So it was kind of just a matter of time. Uh, but you do start to doubt, like what there has to be oh, yeah, a problem, right? Yeah. But yeah. you know, and I said it yesterday in the broadcast, Steve. And I, you know, maybe it was a an overreaction, but I, I just not so sure that he hasn't taken Larson's place yeah. as the favorite to win this championship. Yeah. I mean, you look at the consistency; they, they run well at every kind of racetrack. Larson does yes, too. Yes, they have. But. They've been there, done that. Like, they have the experience. Larson really yeah. hasn't. Larson really hasn't been in a championship battle at this level. Is yeah. he ready for it? And,
2: and I'll go back to, to the first 26 races, and there was a calmness about them. There was. i got to be honest with you, I didn't believe their calmness. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't believe it. Because when you, when you when you get to second, and you get to second, and you get to second, and you're not winning, it's got to eat on you somewhere. But they didn't seem to, to be that way. They were like, yeah, we'll get there. We'll, no. we'll get there. And they just kept they kept doing it. and I agreed I heard I remember you saying that on the broadcast I agree if if he's not if he's not elevated himself to the favorite status he is
1: right there you've got to have him in the same conversation week in and week out that you have with Larson we're going to have two wins in the playoffs the first race of each round are the best place to do it let's take a look at the leaderboard and we'll get an idea of how everyone else is faring in the second round you see Danny Hamlin now in yellow with that win Kyle Larson Uh, 57 is no guarantee going to Talladega, but I'll remind everybody the maximum points that can be gained in a race is 60. So if he can just get through Talladega, I'm guessing with Aaron four tires, he's going to have a pretty good (laughs) shot of it. Uh, but really past that, even those cars in the thirties, I don't feel great about with Talladega. And I thought Dale jr. Had an interesting point about Christopher bell at minus 25. He goes, well, I don't like being minus 25. If it's anywhere, it's Talladega, because yeah. maybe I can all make it up. Well, let's listen. You know the best interview of the entire of the weekend is the one that takes part on the front stretch with the
0: driver after a checkered flag. You're moving on to the round of eight with this win, Denny. Yeah, just uh, so happy for our FedEx office team. Uh, all Toyota team. It just uh, Joe Gibbs Racing just gives us great race cars. That's what I'm so proud of, is uh, to drive for those guys. And I uh, can't thank them enough for everything they do. Uh, Vegas... It feels so good to win in Vegas. Uh, last couple times, I've been so close and just didn't have the right brakes, but uh, you know, they dialed the car in great, and um, you know, it's great to hold those guys off. Race fans, can you believe it? It's his first win here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Denny, hang on one second more. Let's talk about this now. You're the one that gets to sleep easy now this week when everyone else is getting nervous going to Talladega. I'm so happy, so happy <laughs> to not have to worry about the next two weeks, but um, you know, I'm professional, so I, I'm going to work uh, just as hard each and every week to win. I, uh, I, I don't care. <laughs> Nothing matters. You have to play the game. It, it doesn't matter who's the favorite. Uh, you have to play. I just think that uh, it, it's so hard to predict. It, this championship is made in, in one race. It's so different than it used to be. And so um, our team, our, our goals going into the year is just make the final four. Because, you know, it's really, really hard to predict what can happen in one particular race. But favorite, I I don't know.
1: I don't know. I'm going to agree with Danny Hamlin on that point. When I talk about favorites, I think I want to start talking about who's going to make the championship four because so much can happen at Phoenix. Um, But I do believe that not only the wins, but the playoff points he's gaining with those wins, kind of filling that total up. Martinsville's in that next round uh, he's gonna run very well there and he just wanted a mile and a half and the next round has Kansas and Texas yeah. so I don't know why Hamlin barring yeah. a disaster isn't one of the favorites to make it there uh, the, the I think the surprise for me was both Darlington I he kinda came out of nowhere and at Vegas he really wasn't the guy until somebody else made a mistake but he was yeah. there to capitalize it's a different style of Denny Hamlin racing than i have seen in the past and he seemed to be comfortable with it uh and once someone fumbled the ball and his man he grabbed it and he did not let go
3: well and i think that explains why they haven't won a lot this year yeah right i mean you know chris gaybar's crew chief says basically if you look at all the categories they're better this year than they were last year but they to me last year they were able to control races yeah this year they haven't been able to control them there's always been one person that might have been a little bit better and that one person has problems. I think Kyle Busch yeah. is kind of the same way. He's had a, one or two people, otherwise he would have more wins. But, and, and that's the difference between this year and last year in my eyes, between where they are. But, I just think this team is really dangerous. I, I just, they have speed. They have been overshadowed for sure because they hadn't had the wins, but they they a ton of top fives, ton yes. of opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I know it all comes to Phoenix. Okay, I know it's one, but but one race that determined this champion. He says, "Just get to Phoenix." You know how hard it is just to get to yeah. Phoenix. You know it's very difficult. So, uh, you know, I, 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 100%. It's all gets settled at Phoenix, but there's,
1: you know, it takes a lot of work to get there. So, KP, I want to go to you. He said with a laugh, and we're going to hear from a lot of other playoff drivers here, <laughs> and they have nervous yeah. laughter when they discuss yeah. Talladega. How big of an advantage he said, hey, I'm going to prepare. And I don't doubt he's going go yeah. to go to Talladega and the no. Rebels to win. I mean, that's, of course, what he does. He's a race car driver. But beyond going to win, how much of an advantage for the team and the driver to know that even if they don't, it's going to be fine. They're in the next round. Okay,
2: so you're going to the only place, the only place that, that, that I remember us ever running where you could have the big one that took out 25 people. Yeah. Okay, that's 25 points. It's 25 points. I mean, we've seen that kind of... So, you talk about Christopher Bale being 25 out. You talk about somebody being 23 or 24 in. We can get huge swings at this racetrack Well, you're not going to get huge swings for a group of people. We can get, The one thing that, that you have to keep in mind is you're racing a group of people. You're not just racing... You know, Christopher Bale's not just racing Denny Hamlet. He's racing from Kyle Larson back, that whole group. Mm-hmm. He's got he's to insert himself somewhere in there to gain points on that group. And the best way to gain points on a group is when the group's in the garage area and you're still out there running. Talladega is that place. So for Denny, mentally, it just takes that stress off. And we all know what it's like when you can take stress off for just a little while. Denny has that stress relief all week long. All week long. He doesn't have to worry about Talladega. He can look past Talladega. I agree with you. He goes there to win. They go every week to win.
1: But he doesn't have to worry if he doesn't win. He doesn't have to worry if something happens. Well, you mentioned the group. Uh, We were fortunate to catch up with most of the playoff drivers. You may not hear from the team Hendrick here because we're going to talk about them separate because they had some great cars with some other issues. We're going to break down in the second segment. But here are a bunch of other playoff drivers reflecting on their race at Las Vegas.
0: Honestly, the balance never really changed on our subway Ford Mustang and just kept plugging away at it and way better than we were here last time. Made up some points and go to the next one
3: is this just another example of you guys making the most of you can out of a race and out of a day
0: We've done it all year it's an old story right <laughs> so we're all speed really i mean i thought a couple cars were a little bit quicker than us um got the high, behind the eight ball a little bit there in that second stage having to pit at the end and having to take the wave around a couple of backs. so that kind of hurt us <laughs> nothing really went as planned uh we were definitely better in the daytime when, when the track was hot it was probably our best run unfortunately that was when we we had a, a loose wheel, we had to pit before the, the green flag uh, after the comp caution there and lost the handle a little bit and lost some speed on top of that and had another vibration so pretty much nothing went good at the end of the race so uh, maybe we should be happy with an 11th after all that and, and fighting through it. Left some on the table though, that's probably the frustrating part. You know at no point were we the fastest car but we executed really, really well and pit crew did an awesome job. We're not beating ourselves. This is a really dangerous team with the execution we have right now. If we could just find a little bit of speed uh, we can win races and win a championship. Yeah, just disappointing. Um, locked the front brakes up coming into pit road and, and couldn't turn and got into them. So that was super disappointing, but the race was pretty much ruined before we got started. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like we have the speed and the we're, we're capable of running with those guys. We just got to clean up a little bit of mistakes on my end. Yeah, we just never could, could quite get the balance right. Uh, really struggling off turn four all day long, no matter what we did. So not sure exactly why. It's not really something we've had here in the past. Wish we could have been better, but... All in all, um, you know, to, to grind out a fourth with that car is, uh, is a good effort. I was looking forward to the lights coming on and us picking up speed and being able to rip the wall a little bit faster, but when we got hit into the fence there off of two the first time, it definitely knocked speed out of our car. And then I got into the fence again, trying to get by a lap car. So just, um, you know, not enough room over there, I guess. It gave me a good piece. We we moved forward all day long, so that was good. I've said it, I'll say it all the time. And if you can go to Talladega and you can come out of there with a 12th place finish with, with no stage points, um that's a successful day so i'll take that right now if i can skip it <laughs> All
1: right. well, well unfortunately <laughs> to kyle bush he can't skip it uh before we move on i want i would be remiss not to congratulate kyle bush 600th start yesterday yes. 59 wins and 600 starts that's crazy i mean that's breathtaking numbers i know yeah. he's trying to get number 60 but a good day and you the fans 1844 nascar nbc any of those drivers you want to discuss we're ready for it i made some notes i guess we could start about kyle bush third place 600 start I look at it as basically a solid base hit, right? No damage, no issues, no highlights. A good day, not a great day, move on to Talladega. Did I miss something? No, no, and that's what he said.
2: Yeah, It was just a solid day. We've seen those guys. Let's go back. We'll go back to Darlington. Let's go back. What would he say? We'll just take what we can get. Let's oh. just go to Richmond. We'll get what we can And now he's having solid days. So they have turned it around in a very short period of time to establish a little bit of a beachhead and say, Hey, we're third, we're fourth, we're fifth. We're running up front. We're doing what we need to do. Going
1: to have to up it a little bit more. Agreed. To, to get to Phoenix, but at the same time, yes, solid base hit. How about his teammate Truex in fourth? He said they struggled with the balance all day. Yet another top five. So talk Kyle and Truex, the two Gibbs cars that that I guess were there, just not in victory lane. Happy Kyle. Happy Kyle. <laughs> Happy with Kyle. With a third. There we go. Uh,
3: Martin, you know, Martin, and you know, he said it. They just didn't have enough speed. Yeah. I mean, they just, the, the Gibbs cars were just a step behind uh those Gibbs cars were the 11 car was not but they were just a step behind weren't horrible but they had solid days and on a you know in a season full of mistakes that's an okay race yeah grind yeah. out good finishes get what you can that's what truex said we ground out a good finish with a car that probably didn't deserve to run as well as we did that's what you have to do in playoff
1: racing i feel bad for christopher bell but i think this is a learning experience I think that issue coming to pit road, he said it's his own mistake, but I think that's the pressure of the playoffs, yeah. knowing that maybe he's a step behind these guys and he has to find every bit because that's not a mistake. Yeah. I expect a guy with that much talent to make. I mean, mistakes are made, but that yeah, was costly yeah. early.
2: Yeah, but listen, he's playing with the big guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, you know what I mean? This, the, these, stakes are, these, these mistakes are incredibly costly when you get down yeah. and you're, you're in the 12. Lap um, 26, I mean, yeah. yeah, I yeah mean, that's... Early
3: in the race, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't so, know what are gonna do? But you know, but that that incident happens because if you're night right on the bumper of somebody coming yeah. on pit road, they show you pictures on Monday morning. Hey, look, man, you're, you're terrible. Like, look how far behind you are, right? I mean, that's that's true. That's why true. we're getting, beat. That's why true. We're getting that's,
2: beat. This is why we're getting beat on pit road because so, you're not getting on pit road. Right? I, you know, listen, it, it was a
3: mistake, and he said it was <laughs> yeah. a mistake. But you know, being in that position where I've had crew yep. members sending me pictures saying, "Look, you know, working our guts out, having good pit stop practice, and you're you're coming in a half a car length behind a guy, you're killing us." Yeah. You're going to run into somebody every now and then. All right, well, let's head to the
0: phones. Aaron, you're on. Hey, guys. Great privilege to talk to you. My, Kyle Bush is the reason I go to NASCAR races, and I was in Vegas this weekend. And when I hear and I'm always tongue-in-cheek, but there's truth and humor. And I won't even go to Talladega because he's so snake bit there, even though he's won there. How, as a crew chief and as drivers, how do you – how do, you want, how do you get your driver past that saying you can win, you have won, get over it, you can do this, you're Kyle Busch, and I know it's a, a stacked deck because there's only like six Toyotas versus, yeah. you know, all the other guys that get to team up?
1: So, Aaron, I think that's a great question, and I do believe two things. Car does matter. They are closer to equal, but they are not all equal. Yeah. And mentality matters. Dale Jr. taught me both of those. He was the best at saying, my car's not good enough. What do you mean? They all look the same. I'm telling you, make it better. I'll be better. He pushed me to be better at the speedways. And the other thing he pushed me to do is, don't sit on the box and fret at what you can't do. Figure out what you can do and do it. And, And we raced like it was a repave at Michigan, that track position mattered. Do anything you can do to stay up front. And if you get wrecked, it wasn't meant to be, but don't get wrecked in 10th. That was our approach. You guys both raced there. How did you have to kind of get your mind around going to Talladega?
3: Well, I was 0 for whatever there, so maybe I don't know. But I, <laughs> I will tell you that I went, and listen, this is to me super speedway racing. I went one year, and I think I had an average finish of like four point something at, at the four plate races. They're really good, right? Uh, yeah. The next year I did the same thing and had an average finish of 30 something. Yeah. And 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 some of that you get in your head is nothing I can do. Yeah. But if you go back and pay attention, a lot of people win these races that won them the year before and the year before. Yeah. There's a skill and there's an art to it. And you and you have to take that and say, okay, I can do this better. There I can control this. And there are times I'm gonna get wrecked, not of my doing, but I can control how fast this car goes, I can control where this car is put. And you have to take that mentality. I didn't do a good enough job of that. I looked at it too much as a crapshoot. And I should have looked at it as an opportunity to be better at it. And it just just felt like luck to me, but it's not luck. Dale Jr. won a lot of those races. Dale Earnhardt won a lot of those races. Keselowski's won a lot of them. I know they have fast race cars, but they also know what to do with them.
2: Yeah. You know, I I think the one thing, um, and listen, if he was owed for whatever, I was owed for double that. Okay? (laughs) I will say that. But because I started, I ran there. I I ran there when we ran 210 or ran 215, you know what I mean? And and you just got spread out. And then all of a sudden you put us all together. The one thing that I, I felt like you could never do going to Talladega is the same thing you could never do going to Charlotte or Martinsville or any other place. Change the way you drove. You go to run up front. You go to drive. You know, Dale Jarrett was great about lagging in the back and then coming to the front. I could never make myself lag to the front. If I was in the back, it's because that's where I deserved to be. I was just running in the back. You know what I mean? If I could run up front, I tried to run up front. Because you get to playing a different game than what your muscle memory tells you you should be playing. And when you do that, you make mistakes. You make mental mistakes. You choose the wrong lane at the wrong time. And it's just as, as Jeff said, those guys that run up front and lead and block and control are the same guys that are winning these races week in and week out. Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin. I mean, we can rattle off five or six of them that we know are going to go to Talladega and are going to control those first three or four rows.
1: Well, the team that controlled Las Vegas until early in the second stage where they kind of made a mistake, self-admittedly, with their pitch strategy, always easier to talk about on Monday. We're going to relive Hendrick Motorsports Day from Las Vegas, specifically Kyle Larson. How did he go from the dominant car to a 10th-place finish? The only accident in Las Vegas was a gigantic one involving Joey Gates and the 15 car. The left rear tire and wheel leave the car. These still shots, Jeff, kind of take my breath away. I mean, we didn't have great shots with the cameras. We had one from a distance, and it looked like the car about flipped over. Uh, We then reported, it was explained to us, that Joey Gates went from Las Vegas to be evaluated at a hospital or excuse me from Las Vegas Motor Speedway to be evaluated at a, at a nearby hospital and then we got an update from Rick Ware Racing which is the team that Joey drives for As you see right here after the incident in Las Vegas the medical staff decided to take him precautionary to have him further evaluated Joey then has been released from the hospital and further evaluated back at Charlotte guys I mean that we, we've seen some big hits yeah. but just at a standard mile and a half without another car hitting you that's one of the biggest we've seen in a while listen I, I think it takes accidents and photos like that,
2: and just like Ryan Newman's, to not get complacent. Oof. This is a this is a dangerous sport, and, and and every now and then it lets us know I'm still here. Danger is still here, lurking around every corner. And that was a it was good to see Joey get out. It was good to hear these reports uh, because that was for a single car accident that was horrendous. Yeah,
3: there, there's you know there's been so much effort put into making these cars and tracks yep. safer, but safety is a goal you're never gonna reach and you have to have that mentality that every day we got to be better we can't get complacent can't get lazy and you know fortunately he did get released from the hospital but you know these when you strap yourself into something going that fast you know we take for granted that these guys just hop out of these race cars exactly we gotta gotta stay busy gotta keep working
1: and unfortunately for joey gates that was the big accident of the day uh, and unfortunately for a few other cars, it was the major turning point on where, whether to pit or not to pit kind of changed the course of the day, specifically for the Hendrick drivers.
0: So, I mean, Obviously, circumstances kind of went our way. Uh, we were able to get back on the lead lap when that cycle uh, stops got weird there in the middle with uh, with those guys making it on fuel. So we were on the fortune end because we got
2: back on the lead lap and didn't have to wave or or get the lucky dog so yeah we just kept tuning on it and
3: I feel like we were really really close just uh needed just a little bit more or, or needed just a little track position one or two
0: yeah I thought we were really fast we came from the back to the to the front took the lead and then obviously had that caution and I cho- I chose the wrong lane there and and uh you know had to kind of run second there for a while and then we had the strategy deal with with being, not being able to make it on fuel, and had to recover from that, we had to take two tires, and that hurt us. And, and then able to drive all the way back to the front from from the back again. So that's twice today. But uh, but yeah, and then we had the flat tire. <laughs> so Exalta Chevrolet was was amazing. Uh, I think it was right there with the 11, and uh, never got to really race him straight up. But um, you know, we'll just have to keep bringing that speed.
4: Today was probably our worst race, you know, execution wise. Um, on my end, I missed pit road, you know, the pit call, uh, to stay out, stuff like that. And
0: to still come away with a 10th and be upset about that is, is good. So we'll learn from our mistakes and, and be better throughout the rest of the year.
1: All right. So there's, uh, Three of the four Hendrick drivers in the discussion and a lot of conversation about pitting and getting behind and wave around. So, Kyle, I know if you can indulge me for a moment, <laughs> I love some strategy conversation. I know. Go, but So, I, I think the best thing to do <clears throat> is let's kind of relive. I told, I said this was the turning point of yeah. the race. I feel like Kyle Larson had this in hand. and It all started at lap 93. We shot Joey Gates' accident. That was a caution. This is early in stage two. I'm talking stage two. Not even 100 laps into the race. The caution comes out. Hendrick cars stay on the racetrack. Denny Hamlin for third. He thinks it's a no-brainer. He turns left. He comes to pit road. What that does is put the Hendrick cars in a position where they can't make it on fuel. Great adjustments by Alan Gustafson. I didn't see this call working out. He was right. I was totally wrong. They came in with a nine car, got four fresh tires. For that reason, they were going to chase the leader down. William Byron was going to do the same thing. Trouble on the right front. I want to take a moment and say, thank goodness the guy on the left rear was smart enough to not take the lug nuts off, allowed them to only take two tires. Larson then leads, runs very, very long, as does Alex Bowman. The strategy for both of those cars, take the wide around at the end of the stage. As mentioned, Chase Elliott, tons of speed, unlaps himself. On the racetrack, an extra pit stop so fast he unlaps himself, saves his day. This pass, which seems like nothing, the 24 of William Byron passing the 42 with two to go on the stage, puts him in the free pass position. That changes the lineup. Now, Chase, new tires on the lead lap, gives him a chance. William Byron, new tires, but back in the field. Right there highlighted. You see Kyle Larson with the wave around. Larson and Bowman, now they have old tires, and they're not just back. They are the last two cars down there. An amazing final stage. No cautions. Chase Elliott drives from 14th to 2nd. William Byron drove into the top five. Flat tire, didn't matter. Ruined a great rally, but had a great rally. Bowman, flat tire, didn't have a chance. Kyle Larson, amazingly, could only get back to 10th. So it's easy to break down on Monday. Uh, The call seems clear. It's anything but. I've made way worse. And all the crew chiefs owned up to it. Yes, they did. So I ask you two, is this no worries and the rest of the field should be thankful they made a mistake? Or is this something that should be discussed in the future Hmm. looking at the other mile and a half tracks?
3: Well, listen, I I think you have to, you know, I've never been a crew chief. But the only thing you can do is take your best guess at it. Are we going to get a caution or not? And uh, clearly, they assumed they were going to get a caution. And uh, on a mile and a half. It's not Bristol, and you can't get lured into okay. We've had these crazy races for the last several weeks, and think you're going to get that same thing. Easy to say on Monday, and and I you know I think what will happen in the next race is if they can make it on fuel the rest of the way, they're going to be on pit road, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. especially on a mile yeah. and a half. It's easy to say today. You know I, I I felt really bad for for William because I thought William Byron I, I, I he was the driver of the race. Yeah, I mean he came from the back multiple times. I don't know what happened, they couldn't get the right, it took them forever to get the right front tire on, I don't know if the wheel was turned, they could not get the right front tire on, and that messed them up, and it is a big difference between being in the lead lap and being the first car lap down and getting the wave around, that's a major yeah. difference in track position, and of course he had a flat tire later, but that prevented him from getting this getting back in the lead lap the way, same way Denny Hamlin, I mean the same way that Chase Elliott did, he had enough speed to do it too. So. Just things didn't go their way. You know, on a day where they made a mistake on pit road, they also had flat tires. They had other issues as well. And you're just going to have those days. I wouldn't overreact if I was was them. They have great cars. They're fast enough to do what they need to to get done. I wouldn't overreact. I'd pat my crew chiefs on the back and say, it's okay. It's going to be okay and go on the next race.
1: (laughs) I know they were behind on tires, but so wasn't Ryan Blaney, who did drive up in the top five. Were you surprised Larson couldn't recover more?
2: Okay. I was surprised Larson didn't recover more than what he did after watching William Byron and after watching uh, Chase Elliott. He, he, but here's what I'm going to say, and, and, and I know there was a mistake made. Do I believe that these guys will make a mistake in the next, what, six or seven races? At six, six races? No, I don't. They, this is their mistake. This, this is it. So the other crew chiefs and other teams have to be a little nervous that, oh, they all made a mistake. I don't believe they're going to do that again, number one. Number two, show me another organization out there that could have made this mistake and still drove back to the top 10. Show me another organization that was in the race. Maybe the Gibbs organization, but not the entire Penske organization, not the entire um, Stuart Haas organization. This was an entire organization almost. Take take, uh, Bowman out. Those three guys drove themselves back into the top 10, drove themselves back into a points position, drove themselves back into contention, and what if they had gotten a caution in the last fifteen laps, twenty laps of the race? Yeah, for Kyle sure. Larson's gonna be dangerous at that point in time. Mm-hmm. If Byron hadn't had a flat tire, he's gonna be dangerous at that point in time. So I think there's even though we can say there was a mistake was made, mm-hmm. I felt like they overcome in a lot of ways, they over, they did they win the race? No. Right. And that's, that's what we're all talking about. They didn't win the race, and they could have won the race. But they overcame in so many
1: ways. I was checking my notes to, uh, to make sure I was nice enough to Bowman. You mentioned the flat tire on Byron. Bowman's flat tire yeah. was so much earlier. Yes. I think he could have got back up in there, yeah. but he kind of got taken out right away right was away. the deal. I will say this, though. Calls are very tough to make. I've been on the right side and the wrong side. What I learned is you have to keep swinging the bat. Yeah, Couldn't be more impressed with Alan Gustafson in the 9. I was up there in the booth. You saw him at the calculator going, how do you do this? And in my mind, it was clear you do what the 48 and the 5 did. You run long. It is safe. You put on four tires. You take the wave around. That is the safe bet. Not Allen in the 9. He took a big swing coming early to put tires on. And... When he came back out, we were looking at the timesheet, and we we're like, "This isn't going to work." And Denny Hamlin hit this wall of speed, lost two or three tenths, yep. and the nine came like Jack the Bear in those last ten laps. Yep. Uh, I mean, all I could say to the entire nine team that was an impressive move to get <laughs> themselves back on the race. The nine car got once he got clear of traffic, he was he actually
3: went quicker. Like his tenth, eleven, twelve, fourteen lap yep. was faster than the laps before. He actually found speed, and Hamlin slowed down in traffic. Here's the only thing I want to say about Larson. And their team. There is a moment in every year, in every sport, where something changes, and something happens, and momentum shifts. And on a day where they made a mistake, you heard Kyle Arson say this was their worst day. Yeah. Their toughest competitor had one of their best. Yes. Great
2: yep. point. Great point.
3: And so, the next mistake, are they as calm about it? Yeah. Because they've been mistake-free. I mean, I don't. That's not fair. Yeah. But they've had very few very mistakes. Big. Yeah. You just had it in the playoffs. What about the next mistake, when the next mistake comes and Denny Hammond takes advantage of that too? Well, now the pressure starts to build. Now you start to lose a little bit of confidence. Is this a moment where we have a momentum shift?
1: Hey, if we could sell momentum, we would be retired. We would. Because that stuff is near priceless. It is priceless. Hey, one driver (laughs) who has great momentum, but there's no races left. Well, that's the champion of the NTT IndyCar Series. The driver out of Chip Ganassi Racing, Alex Pillow, is going to join us on the other side of the break. There he is, still in Long Beach. Big smile. We'll talk to the champ. It was a doubleheader of racing on NBCSN yesterday, and it started at Long Beach. Paddle Award, that closest to Alex Pillow in the championship battle. Contact early, unable to continue. That brought the battle down to Alex and Joseph Newgarden. Penske, Chip Ganassi Racing. In the end, Alex with a great run and brings Chip Ganassi an IndyCar Championship. You see the excitement. You see the celebration. And joining us now, still in Long Beach, the man himself, Alex. Alex, first of all, congratulations. Uh, great smile. You have to be super excited with this performance.
4: Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, super happy. Um, yesterday was a great day. We had such a great season. And, yeah, I, can, I cannot believe it. Here we are um, celebrating with some fried chicken. And, yeah,
1: <laughs> just had a great day today. I love it. My man's out. Roscoe's Fried Chicken, famous out in Long Beach. So I'm going to jump in real quick. So, we're heading to Talladega on the Cup Series. All the playoff drivers are concerned because they can't protect points. They don't know how to race there. I had nerves for you heading to Long Beach, that tight street course. I figured that was going to be a nerve-wracking place to protect a points lead. Did you have those nerves going into it? What was your confidence level heading into the race?
4: Yeah, maybe going into a street course for the season finale, uh, driving in the cars, it's not the safest way to, to protect a championship lead. Um, but yeah, it is what it is, right? It made the things a bit more exciting. Uh, we were safe, um, we did a great race. My crew did a fantastic job on, on strategies and pit stops. And yeah, we, we were okay. I was a bit nervous, yeah, maybe, uh, just because I knew we were starting there from 10th and um, I couldn't control what the other cars were doing. Um, but yeah, we were lucky yesterday. We had a good race and we finished it in in the top five.
2: I, I, listen, Alex, congratulations, but I, I gotta tell you the truth, I've watched more IndyCar this year uh, because of Jimmy Johnson than I've ever watched in my whole life. And I understand that, that through this year, um, that you kind of helped him. You kind of helped him with some road course stuff, and he kind of helped you. How? What's that relationship like?
4: Yeah, man, Jimmy, Jimmy, well, you guys know, but Jimmy's amazing as a person, as a champion, as a driver. Um, he 's been improving a lot and and i 'm scared that he 's going to do um, even better in the future so um, he 's been teaching me um, a lot on on the mindset especially and and how to overcome uh, difficult moments, how to continue on really good moments and i 've been trying to just push him a bit more on on the road courses so he 's been doing great um, and as I said i 'm a bit scared about the future with him. <laughs> So,
3: Alex, we all of us have family in racing. Uh, his dad, you might know who he is, but and, and we've all <laughs> have a connection. But you grew up, and your family wasn't racing. But here you are, uh, coming from family without racing, and here you are, the champion of the NTT Series. How did that happen?
4: i have no idea uh we started just because uh, we we wanted to have fun uh doing doing some laps uh around a small go-kart track that we had around home so um we just started going after school during the weekends as i said just to have fun and 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 we didn't plan on this so um i don't know how we got here there was a lot of people that helped us to 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 be here today and to achieve what we achieved but uh yeah super proud of uh all the all the journey that uh that got us to be uh, an IndyCar champion now.
2: Hey, let, let me
0: ask you one question.
2: Your Roscoe's, are you by yourself? Are you using the trophy as dipping sauce? I mean, <laughs> what, what exactly is going on with the trophy sitting on the table? Is there, yeah, are you I'm just going around? I, I don't know, man, now. I just don't know.
4: I'm not by myself. There's a bunch of people here uh, on the back, <laughs> and we're just doing some videos, some photos with a trophy. So um, I didn't think about the dipping sauce inside the trophy, but um, maybe once once we finish with the interview, I'll do it. Um, and I had a bunch of uh, fried chicken, some waffles here. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not by myself, but I would do it. Like, come on, we just won the IndyCar Championship, so why not?
1: What? Hey, hey, that's my question. I want to know where the, celebra- the celebration is going to go. I realize you and your girlfriend, you own a coffee shop back in Spain. So is this going to be a Long Beach party that heads to maybe an Indianapolis party where Chip Ganassi based that finally ends up back in Spain? I mean, is this going to be a global celebration? Exactly, you got it. You, you just
4: described it, uh, the whole plan. So, um, started uh, yesterday night uh, with, with the NTT Data Crew. Um, it's just continuing and it's going to end uh, in Spain. So, um, at the end of this week, we're going to celebrate with uh, all the Chip Ganassi racing um, back in Indy. And then, as soon as I get home, we'll celebrate with all my friends and family in Spain. Chicken and waffle seed.
1: That's it, right man. My That's it, You and <laughs>
3: I do that a <laughs> I'll tell you. normally late in the night or early in the morning yeah. we're doing chicken and waffle. Yeah. Hey, listen, if the right parties up.
1: get too, you know, if you need a little more help at the parties <laughs> and you're looking for someone to come, Jimmy Johnson has all of our numbers. You yes. let him know and yes. we can be there. Okay. <laughs> That's it. All right, Alex. Congratulations, man. Congratulations, we're going to get man. you off here. You can get back to celebrating. It's a great season for Chip Ganassi. Yes. Great season for you. Congratulations on your championship. Congratulations. Thank you Good so job, much, man. guys. Thank you for having me. See ya. Thank I'm going to tell you what, I got a chance to go up to the Indy 500 yeah. and, and see that organization go. And I met, uh, talked to Doug Dukart, longtime NASCAR yeah. guy, and he said, he told me way back then, I said, man, Alex is pretty good. He goes, let me tell you, that kid is the real deal. Yeah. And he said it in kind of a tone yeah. and a direction where he, like, didn't want other people to know. Yeah. Like, like, he's the real he's our deal. Guy. And That's he proved good. it. His That's
3: confidence good.
1: is yeah. really yeah. high. Way up, you know, man.
3: he believes in himself. And you can you right. can see right. it when you talk to him, when he does interviews, the way he drives. He is Full-on committed, just just gets right after. It's fun to watch. It's right. been a great, great season. I'll give Andy him this, this as year. a
1: warning. Jimmy Johnson has practice celebrating seven of them. So just <laughs> just go ahead and pace yourself. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's a pro. Pace <laughs> yeah. yourself. That's, that's good. Pace yourself. Jimmy's a pro. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. NASCAR. Hey guys, um, you know
4: we've been talking about Hamlin. Larson, rightfully so. Um, but there's a guy I'm sitting here watching, and we've already mentioned him, and that's Blaney. Now, no, it hasn't been a clean playoff for him, but he's there in fifth. Um, even though they haven't had to speed his Gibbs and that, if they stay mistake-free, good pit stops, is there any reason why they can't be that team that, hey, we didn't expect would be there in the Final Four?
1: Somebody's going to be the one we don't expect. I yeah. don't see a reason why Blaney can't be the guy. I believe he's the most consistent Ford each and every week. Jeff,
3: yeah, I agree. I, I think I think they have the most speed. Uh, the, what What concerns me is, do they have enough speed, right? And yes. with speed, you can overcome mistakes. And you, you're right, NASCAR is that you know they don't make a lot of mistakes, but when they do, can they overcome them? Yeah, they're going to make mistakes. We all, we yeah. you know, yeah. it happens. But but. Yes, I think that they can. I don't know that they can take the fight, you know, the way they really want to take the fight. But but the, the, the key is getting there. If you can yeah. get to Phoenix, right, that has to be your goal. Just do everything you can. Yeah. With cars that aren't quite as fast, you just have to execute perfectly. They're
1: not fast enough, in my mind, to go outrun them, but they are fast enough to capitalize on others' mistakes. Yeah. So if anybody yeah. else trips up, I do think Blaney can be a factor. Okay. All right, Kevin, you're on. Kyle Petty and Jeff Burton
0: hey everyone how's it going and thank you so much for having me on uh my question tonight really is just talking about william byron uh, going into these playoffs he's another one of those drivers where you see him. you know he came out he won a race earlier this year and uh i mean you're really thinking man he's now below the cut line how is he to survive this playoffs you got talladega coming up we know he can seal the deal over at super speedways when he won his first race that they told him not too long ago and at road courses he's not too bad either so what do you guys think of him going forward into the playoffs
1: Great question, Kevin. Well Jeff gave him driver of the day yesterday. So okay, KP I'll let you take yeah, this and your thoughts on Byron. Look, I'm a Byron fan.
2: I have been since he came into the Cup yeah. series. When 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 Rick brought him up to the Cup Series. I like and and Jeff just talked about it with, with with Blaney. Can they overcome their mistakes? Okay. We saw yesterday that Byron and those guys overcame their mistake. Can they overcome bad luck? Nobody overcomes bad luck. Nobody, sorry. That's that's just the way it is. I think he has all the tools. He has the car, he has the mentality, he has the crew. He has everything it takes to get to Phoenix. I, I do believe that. Um, and I do believe if they continue to run like they had run and like they ran, ran Sunday, they would be good. But we, get, we have to go back to Darlington. You have to go back to some of these races and, and they just, things happen and they weren't in the game. They got to be yeah. in the game like they were mid-season where they were just knocking off those top fives, top tens. And be consistent, and they can't make any mistakes. I, I just don't. I think they're a team that has the speed, can overcome some mistakes, but they can't have any more mistakes.
1: And, and with his age, regardless of the results, these playoffs are going to be invaluable oh, in his invaluable. career. I mean, he's going yeah. to be one of the, the, the franchise drivers. Everybody's yeah. going to be looking at yeah. in for years to come. Watching him is like watching Jimmy and Jeff there there when they first mm-hmm. had that shot at it and first yeah. first challenge, even a little bit like Logano when he when he yeah. first went over to Penske oh, yeah. and I think found his footing a yeah. little bit there. So. Uh, Gary or Jerry, because my hearing is awful, you're on. <laughs> Hi, Steve. My question is,
0: uh, i seen the uh, pit crews pump the gun three times to put the wheels on. We had a lot of loose wheels yesterday. What's your comments on that?
1: I think you're absolutely dead on it. I think, you know, so let's go all the way back. Pit crews at one point weren't even gluing five lug nuts to the wheel. Yeah. They were glue four, NASCAR had to step in and say, okay, stop. We're going to make – and there's severe uh, severe fines and penalties. I mean, Roddy Childers is not going to be at Talladega because they had two missing lug nuts on the four car. Uh, But I think you're absolutely right. When I watch pit stops during the race, it seems like the effort to tighten 20 lug nuts isn't quite as high as it perhaps could be. I think the unfortunate part for NASCAR is we're six races from a new car with one lug nut. So I don't think this is something that they need to address. I think it's going to police itself, and it is. With the loose what wheels, the so it's yeah. it, it it is policing themselves. So I believe this is one more thing you have to decide, Jeff, how willing you are going to be to twenty tight, no doubt lug nuts, or or, or how aggressive you be to try to keep up with your fellow you know teams on pit <laughs> road.
3: Pretty sure the race winner early in the race said, "Hey, I feel like I got a vibration." And he said, "Yeah, you might not have got one tight, don't do that anymore. Right. Don't mess yeah. with that today." Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure I yeah. heard that from the race winner. Yeah. Yeah. I understand pit stops matter. I get it. I understand it. But we are seeing so many drivers yeah. having to pit with loose wheels. I just, I, 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 I don't know, man. You got to get them tight. Yeah, you got to get them tight.
2: This is the fascinating part to me on the loose wheel thing is, is you gamble and you you gamble just to stay even. A lot of times they're gambling just to stay even. They're, it's not gambling to get ahead. I'm only going to do three lugs just to stay in second, just to stay in fifth. Go ahead and tighten. Run seventh or eighth, because the penalty for having that loose wheel is far greater than seventh or eighth. Gambling and to and I, I think the risk versus reward a
1: lot of times is not is not there for some of these guys. Gambling to stay even. He just described my entire trip out to Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> that was my entire trip. Jose,
1: you're on NASCAR Motor Mouse.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thank you guys for having me. I have a quick question. Um, in regards to Kyle Busch, do you guys think that this 20, 2021 playoff season remnants his 2029 playoff season when we saw he had a pretty bad uh, first round and then, and a second round, but then he picked up his pace towards the end of the third round and, and ultimately ended up winning the championship? Do you guys see some similarities compared to this season, compared to 2019? Or do you guys think it's just...
1: Yeah, go ahead, Jose. Sorry. No.
0: Or do you guys think it's just... Um, the way that the race is felt towards his way towards him when he just picked up the space and uh, the pace in his in car with the speed. Uh, do you guys think um, he might pull off the championship win? Because I I feel like it's something similar to 2019 when we're talking about oh, what's wrong with Kyle Busch.
1: An observant question out of Jose. This is what I'll say about Kyle Busch. Uh, there's not a race he's on the lead lap or a championship battle he's in that I don't think he's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that Hamlin's a little better at times. Hendrick has a little better at times, but you know, he's not miles off, and he has the ability behind the yep. wheel. If whatever that little thing is gets found, he can attack and attack right away. Um, you talked about momentum earlier. I almost think that's all this team lacks. You talked about, the, yep. you know, oh, man, he left Darlington or whatever it was, <laughs> all upset, and now oh, he's back. That. So, I guess, quickly, your two thoughts. Is there any reason why we think Kavlis doesn't have a chance yet?
3: So, So, they went to New Hampshire, and I was saying – that I thought that they were the best Gibbs team, that I yeah. thought they had yep. made major leaps and they wrecked early in the race in the rain, right? Yeah. And since then, it's not been clean. Mm. I mean, it hasn't. True. Like, it's been a lot of things that have happened that, uh, you know, they don't seem to be as good. They, they, when I say as good, they're, they're two or three positions behind the, what they were at that point. I thought they had kind of said, okay, they can t- take the fight to Larson. They're now the best Gibbs car, so now you got outrun larson right and there you are but here's here's the problem and this is just reality of how the tough the playoffs are can he beat larson can he beat chase elliott can he beat denny hamlin right now i don't think so yeah, yeah. so who does Not he have to beat? yeah to be that fourth guy in the playoffs like yeah. i don't think he's the second guy in the playoffs no. we just talked about blaney yeah. Is he the yeah. guy that can surprise yeah to yeah. me like they're going to have to step up and execute if they're going to be one of the four going to Phoenix with yeah. the – I said Miami, but going to yeah. Phoenix with the chance to win the championship. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think he's and, – and, and the question, like he asked, was, do you think he's at that point where he's get, getting almost ready to gain his momentum, almost ready to pull the trigger, almost ready – and you have to say, you don't know. You don't know. Yep. I, I'm going to say this. If I'm Kyle Larson or I'm Denny Hamlin or I'm some of these guys that are – Martin Truex – I want to get rid of Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Kyle Busch as quickly as possible because they're the ones that you let live. They'll come back and bite you. So get rid of them now while you've got them on the ropes. Try to get to move on past them and not have to worry about racing
1: them. And it can be something as simple as Talladega, a place he's not yeah. looking forward to. What happens if it's his move? Off turn four through the tri-oval, yeah. the big move top to the bottom. Why can't Kyle Busch win Talladega? A track that perhaps we aren't putting him at yeah. the top of the list. True. Could Talladega be that leap? I mean, I don't know. Listen, you don't want to keep Cobbish around. No. Right,
3: race car drivers are always will have, always have an opportunity. That's why Kevin yes. Harvick hadn't won a race all year long. Had Harley even sniffed many wins, and we're still sitting here saying you better get rid of him. You <laughs> gotta get rid of him. <laughs> we man. know he's a great driver. Same yeah, "That's Kyle right, Busch. he
1: will bite you." Nostradamus, Kyle Petty, gambling <laughs> to stay even. Gambling to stay even. I'm going to write that one down. So, we're going to talk more NASCAR playoffs. Maybe take a little peek ahead to Talladega, get these guys' opinion on who needs a great run. Well, perhaps the biggest story coming out of the first round of the playoffs was the incident between Harvick and Chase Elliott at Bristol. Uh, Harvick went on to have some quotes. These are from Las Vegas. Very unhappy with Kyle Larson uh, excuse me with Chase Elliott we can go through here but he basically feels that it was clear to him that Chase Elliott affected his car on racetrack and he feels that NASCAR should have maybe stepped in and he's unfortunate or unhappy that they didn't and it sounds like he might at some point he's definitely not over this incident Chase Elliott on the other hand came out of the NASCAR hauler this is where this came from both drivers were called to the NASCAR hauler together for a conversation Uh, and Chase's quote you can read it there on screen it's real simple. I love the end of it. I kind of said my piece. And that's where all the stuff I heard out of Chase Elliott was moving forward. So just real quick review. Incident at in Bristol, we heard all those sounds. NASCAR meets with both drivers. Kevin Harvick, still very upset. Chase Elliott, I don't know, deflecting, moving on, call it whatever you want. That's where I have it. There were no other fireworks at Las Vegas. <laughs> Thoughts?
3: Well, I, listen, I said, I said I don't want NASCAR involved in this right, as far as making rules. I do like NASCAR sitting them down to try to just say, look, guys, like, y'all do what you gotta do, but remember, there's a limit. Like, you can cross the limit. I like that. Um, You know, listen, Harvick is in a situation where he doesn't have a whole lot to lose, yeah. so he's pushing the buttons. And Chase Elliott has a whole lot to lose, so he's trying to defuse it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. In a nutshell, that's it. One guy has a fire yeah. stinger <laughs> no, one guy has a match. And, 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 and that's it. Because the, the thing is, and I agree, NASCAR needed to set him down because if it, if it escalates beyond that and NASCAR hasn't set him down, then NASCAR becomes part of the issue. And NASCAR has set him down and said, okay, we've had our piece. You know, you guys know where we stand. At the same time, Harvick has always been – you were a teammate, and will always be the guy that tries to get in your head. Okay, and it's it's like you said, it's it's Chase saying, "I'm not gonna let him in my head." But Harvick's like, he's a nine-year-old. It's like talking to my nine-year-old. You, did you hear that quote? Yeah. That was the one I love. It's like talking to my nine-year-old. You know, I, he doesn't get it. He doesn't see the big picture. He not Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. This is gonna test Chase a little bit, but I think Chase is fast enough. Where the only thing Ch- Chase is gonna do is this. <laughs> right on by right on by because he's got the speed right now
1: well Kevin Harvick finished eighth in both stages ninth in the race so it's solid performance definitely not I think what they were looking for improved from the last trip to Las Vegas Chandler you're on NASCAR Motor Mouse. thank you Steve
0: so guys for many years Harvick and Ronnie Childers have been together and in my opinion I call them the Mick Jagger and Keith Richard version of NASCAR and you know with with last night with Rodney Childers being suspended and this time Greg Zipidelli is coming in as a replacement for uh, well not a replacement, just a fill in for Rodney. What can you expect out of Kevin and and Greg Zipadelli coming this Sunday
1: at Talladega? I don't think there could be a better fill in than Greg Zipidelli The guys won championships, he'll command the race team and it could be a better racetrack than Talladega to be quite honest. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Um and, and I saw a tweet from Roddy that said, you know, everything happens for a reason. It was 13 years ago that my twins were born. I had to yeah. rush home to see their birth. So um, maybe he'll recharge and refresh. Yeah. I don't think that was his goal, but I think that's a good approach looking yeah. at it.
2: Yeah, here's all I'm going to say. Please tweet me which one's Keith and which one's Mick. Oh. Um, just so I can get that Mick Jagger Keith Richards thing so the next Whizzy time should. I talk to him. That'll be on Wazzy's yeah. show. We'll yeah. please, please tweet me because <laughs> I, I want to know which one. Listen, I, it's Talladega. I
1: don't see. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it happened uh, at the yeah. right time. Yeah, perfect time. So We have one more caller I'm hearing. You're on NASCAR Motor Mouse. Uh, yes,
3: this is Lawrence calling from St. Louis. I just wanted to you guys real quick thoughts on the Xfinity
0: series. Those guys are running great. AJ Allmendinger and Austin and Harrison and how about those junior guys running one, two, three. So quick thoughts on those guys. Thank you so much. I'll just hang up and listen.
1: Big day yeah. for junior motorsports. Yeah. One, two, three finish and Josh Berry uh, really coming out of the, I don't say out of the shadows, but I don't think anybody had the one car winning. Josh, no, but uh, it was, I actually loved it. How about the slow roll getting out of the car? I don't know if this is true. I can't wait to ask him, but he looked like he was like, I might get emotional here. So I'm going to take my time <laughs> getting out of the car and good for him. He deserved it. But, listen, I we watch the Saturday races. You guys call the
2: Saturday races. Some of the some of the Xfinity races have been fantastic really this great. year, man. Fantastic racing. You throw in Josh, you throw in Harrison, you got AJ, you got Sendrick, uh, you got Alguire. There's so much on the line every week for these guys. So much on the line from points and in the playoffs right now. Uh, but it's it was
1: that was an exciting race. It was good to see that. I mean, let's not forget they're aligned with Cup. Yeah. So while their playoffs just started, they're going oh, yeah. to the same Talladega and yes. the same Roval. Yeah, I'm sitting there looking at
3: the points. So like there's a lot of you know, you, you, there's a lot of drivers that can't, you know, do what Kyle Bush said he was hopes he can do, just get a twelfth and yeah. no stage points. Well, guess what? <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. So the pressure's on. I mean you look at Maya Snyder, Brandon Jones, Harrison Burton, Justin Haley, they all gotta go get points. Yeah. They all gotta race to get stage points. If you don't,
1: you might be in big trouble going to the Roval. Wow. And I believe that deep down the saturday race sets the tone for the sunday race i believe if you have a bunch yeah. of wrecks on saturday somehow sunday gets a little calmer if the saturday guys <laughs> can stay a little calm there's going to be nothing calm about sunday the cup races have been wreck fest yeah. and they
3: told talladega they've yes, been nothing they short of a
1: wreck fest, fest. recently yeah. Yeah, all right, right. well i'm not going to make you pick talladega you and i we get wednesday off not my man down here he's double header this weekend Yeah. oh you got to call in and pick mick you gotta okay. tell which oh, one's I'll Mick. call and tell you which one's Mick okay, and which okay. one's Keith. All right. I think it's you. Uh, <laughs> DJ, maybe, on Wednesday? We're well, going to look at tell yes. uh, no, no, He no. doesn't know. Here, let me look at my schedule. <laughs> he doesn't know. Listen, it's the, it's the what, the entertainment capital of the world for a reason. Las Vegas was unbelievable, uh, and doubleheader of racing was great. Congratulations once again to Alex Pelot. Yes. Thank you for calling in. And congratulations to Chip Ganassi, leaving NASCAR at the end of the year. Another championship in the stable. Well-deserved. More NASCAR Motor Mouse on Wednesday.